Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, we're so glad that you are watching Calvary Church online. Welcome to our home. My name is Alex and me and my wife Diana, we have the honor and the privilege to be pastors at Calvary Church along with an incredible pastoral team and staff. And so we're glad that you're joining us today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. We're a church that has three locations here in Miami, one in Kendall. We also have one in Wynwood and one in West Kendall. And hopefully soon after all this is over, we can't wait to see you, hug you and high five you. We can't wait for that day. In the meantime, we've been praying for you. Thank you for staying connected. We love you. And we, we thank God for your lives and we're praying that God will be with you. We pray. Our prayer is that today hope would come into your house. Hope would come into your life. Peace would come into your soul. That the joy of God would come back into your life. Whatever you may be going through, that you would know that God is for you, God is with you, and that God is on your side. So thank you for joining us. We're excited. And uh, last week, we started a brand new series on the book of Daniel. Daniel is an incredible book. It's found in the Old Testament. And last week, we kicked it off as a church, part one. You got to go back and hear it. It was absolutely phenomenal as we start this incredible book. And all the lessons that it's going to teach to our lives, we're breaking it down during the week through connect groups. So make sure you get in a connect group as well. Today, we're moving on to part two. How we're breaking down Daniel is through four major parts that are found in the Bible. So we're not necessarily going in an order, but you'll see and you'll catch along. So go with me to Daniel chapter seven, go to Daniel chapter seven, wherever you're at, go to Daniel chapter seven, grab your Bible, go to Daniel chapter seven. As you're going there, why don't you tell somebody they look good on the chat. If you're with somebody at home with a family member, smile at them and tell them that they look good and that you're glad that you're quarantining with them. Come on. Daniel chapter seven, Daniel chapter seven. Okay, we said that the book of Daniel, it's a book found in the Old Testament. It starts in the year 605 BC, 605 years before Jesus comes to earth. Daniel has been taken as a prisoner of war from Jerusalem, and he's now in Babylon. Babylon is modern day Iraq. That's where the empire of Babylon was at. Daniel is now living there as a teenager when the book begins. Chapter 7, it's already a couple years down the line. Daniel's already been in Babylon for a number of years. And in chapter 7, Daniel gets this crazy dream. It's a powerful vision. In fact, we're going to read about it. Now, Now it's going to get a little bit weird. You're going to read this dream. You're like, well, this is crazy. We're going to break it down. And hopefully we'll all get inspired and edified after we find out what it, what it means. But ch Daniel chapter 7, it's crazy. Daniel's chapter 1 through 6, it's all stories that happen to Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 through 12, it's all visions that Daniel receives. And so it starts with this. Daniel chapter 7, it says that Daniel receives a vision and four beasts in this vision, four beasts come up out of the sea. We're going to start reading what the beasts look like. Just follow along, and I think it's going to help us all today. Daniel chapter 7, verse 4. It says, The first one was like a lion. It had the wings of an eagle. I watched until the wings were tore off, and it lifted from the ground so that it stood on two feet like a human being, and the mind of a human was given to it. Verse 5, And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a bear, was raised up on one of its sides, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, where it was told, Get up and eat your fill of flesh. After that, I looked, and there before me was another beast, 
one that looked like a leopard. This beast had four heads, and it was given authority to rule. After that, in my vision at night, I looked, and there was before me a fourth beast. It was terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. It was different from all the other former beasts, and it had ten horns. While I was thinking about their horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up among them. And three of the first horns were uprooted before him. This horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and mouth that spoke boastfully. Now, verse 9. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Verse 11. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horns were speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed, thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Daniel chapter 7, Daniel gets this crazy vision. We're going to talk about it and break it down just for a little bit, see what it has to do with our lives today. And I believe it's going to edify us and inspire us today. So I want to talk to you from Daniel chapter 7, from this crazy vision and dream that Daniel has. And I want to talk to you from this title, Peace Under Pressure. Peace Under Pressure. Write that down on a notebook, wherever you're at. And uh, we're going to learn together and hopefully be inspired and be better after this. I'm going to talk about this for just a few moments, and then we'll pray and have an incredible rest of our day. So come on, let's pray first. Father, we thank you so, so much. We thank you for each and every person that's tuned in, that's watching services today across our day. God, we pray that you would speak to us today. We need you, God. We love you so, so much. And thank you for the book of Daniel. Thank you that this was recorded because I believe it's going to make us stronger today. Thank you for loving us, God. You're so good. Thank you for loving people like us. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, as I was thinking about Daniel chapter 7, I started thinking about what we stand on. Like, what, what are we standing on? What, what are our foundations what, what's our, have you ever had to stand or have you ever stood on unstable grounds? Years ago, I'll never forget when I was about 24, 25 years old, I was working with my dad one night. One night we had to go and we had to put up this job installation that he had and I went to work with him and help him out. And so here we are, we've been working all day and it was late, late into the night, almost midnight. And we're finally done with this job that we were installing. And so we're excited because that's it. The job is finished. The job is done. We start packing up the truck. All of a sudden, we forget one last thing that needed to be done. So we bring out this ladder and the ladder has to go way above the job. So the ladder goes up about 25 feet. I said, Dad, I got it. Don't worry about it. And so I climb up this ladder, ladder as fast as I can. I go all the way to the top. And as um, I'm there finishing the job, the ladder slips from under me. Like the ladder just gives way. And I fall from about 25 feet up in the air. I mean, I fell and I fell bad. I remember when I fell, I fell on top of the ladder. I hit the ground 
and I had lost my breath for about like two, three minutes. It felt like an eternity. And I was like, what just happened? I'm laying there on the ground. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. And, and finally, I tried to stand up. And as I try to stand up, I, I realized I can't even hold myself up. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? They, they actually had to grab me and they had to rush me to an urgent care at that time of night. And they, they come to find out I, I fractured a part of my elbow and I fractured my foot. Look, this is from somebody who had never broken a bone in his body. I had never broken a bone in my body. And now here I am at 24, 25 years old and I got two fractures and I was bound to a wheelchair for about two weeks. It was, it was bad. That Christmas was tough. I will never, ever forget it. But it made me think like, I think life is the same way. How many of us are climbing ladders that are unstable and sometimes will give way beneath us? So many people in our society, so many people in our world, our foundations, the, the things that we are building our life upon are things that were never meant to be foundations for our life. We build our life upon careers. We build our life upon relationships. We build our life upon salaries. And we think that these things, they give us value. They give us our name. They give us our identity. These are what identify us. This is what gives me worth. This is what tells me who I am and how valuable I am. And all of a sudden, these things will go in life. And when they go, there goes our value. There goes our worth. There goes our identity. We build our life based on a relationship and we think that this is who I am because this person loves me. Now I'm valuable. Now I'm worthy. Now I'm cared for. Now I'm somebody. And when that relationship goes, there goes our value. There goes our worth. We build our life on our career and we think that I have this amazing career and this amazing salary and it tells me who I am until one day that career may go. And now we think that our life has no more meaning and I have no more future. I think our world, this is the way that we're living. We're living our lives based on false foundations. Now, I think that's a major problem because I think this is happening all over the world and it creates a big dilemma. And the problem is this, our faith collapses when our foundations crumble. I really think that happens. Our faith collapses when our foundations, they crumble. There goes our faith. Now, all of a sudden, we start to blame God. Like, God, I can't believe you did this in my life. I'm angry at God because this gave way, because this isn't working out. I'm no longer going to connect group. I'm no longer part of community. And there goes our faith connected to our foundation. Our foundation gave way, and we blame God for it. And our faith is shaken up, and we get angry, and we lose control. And there's, there's a lack of peace in our life because it was connected to a shaky and crumbling foundation. How many people in our world today don't have peace? How many people in our world today don't know their value because it's based on a fleeting, momentary, and temporary thing? I didn't get enough likes today on my Instagram. I didn't get enough views on the selfie that I put. Not enough people are liking me. Not enough people are following me. And so, so our entire lives are wrapped around these bases that are not 
real. You can never have peace that way. In fact, I'll put it this way. True peace is a result of recognizing who has total power. Oh, come on. If you want true peace in your life, it comes from knowing who's the God that is sovereign, who's the God that's in absolute control, who's the God that we are building our foundation upon. I have peace and I know my value and I know my worth and I'm secure because of the God that I believe in because my life is in his hands and if I'm in his hands, my life is going to be all right. I got total peace. I got true peace because God has total power. He's with me. He's got me. And as long as he's with me, I'm going to be all right. Come on. I can have total peace, true peace, because my God, he's in true control and everything else can crumble. Everything else can fall. The stock market will crash. Careers will be lost. Relationships will be lost. But there's a God that will stand forever and ever and ever. And if I build my life on him, I'm going to be okay. And I'll have peace and I'll realize that everything in this world is fleeting and momentary except God. Daniel chapter 7 is an absolute crazy vision that Daniel has. We were probably just reading it and some of us are like, well, this is wow. Like, that's why I never wanted to go into the Bible. I know it's a crazy, crazy vision. And I want to explain it. Remember, we said that the book of Daniel is a chiasm. It's split in half, basically. And it's A, B, C, D, D, C, B, A. Right. And so a lot that you see in the first half is mirrored in the second half. We talked about chapter one, how it reflects chapters 10 through 12. Chapter one is him entering exile or entering the realm of the dead. Chapters 10 through 12 is Daniel returning from exile or returning from the realm of the dead. And it ends with resurrection. We talked about that last week. Chapter two, King Nebuchadnezzar gets a dream. It's a crazy dream of a statue that's divided by four that gets broken by a stone that comes down. Now, I wanted to read chapter seven because it reflects chapter two. They're very, very similar. In fact, they're talking about the same thing. Chapter seven, Daniel's the one that gets a vision now. He's the one that gets this dream. Now in this dream, he sees four beasts come out of the sea. The first one is like a lion. The second one is like a bear. The third one is a leopard. The fourth one is a beast worse than the first three. What does this represent? Now this has been debated about, picked apart, depicted, in every kind of way that you can imagine. I'll try to break it down. Again, we're going to talk big picture through the book of Daniel. You can go and do your studies and talk through connect groups. But this is what it means. God was showing Daniel, hey, the first, the first beast is the empire of Babylon. And it was represented through a lion. A lion represented the, king, the, the empire of Babylon. The empire of Babylon is going to collapse because a second empire is going to come like a bear. And that was the Median empire that took over the Babylonian empire. The Median empire is only going to last for a certain time because the third one is going to come. This third empire is one like a leopard and it has four heads. Why? That was the Greece empire. The Greece empire was led by Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great dies at a very young age and is split into four different kingdoms. This is history that God is revealing to Daniel. Like this is deep. You read chapter two. It's the same kind of vision and dream that God showed King Nebuchadnezzar that Daniel interprets. Years later in his life, now Daniel gets the vision. The statue in chapter two is divided in four, the four kingdoms. In chapter seven is four beasts. Same thing. It's just history being played out that God is trying to show Daniel and his people, I'm the God that is sovereign over all of history. Now, after he sees the fourth beast, it's different from all three. It represents the, the Roman Empire with iron teeth. In the statue in chapter two, it's the iron feet. The Roman Empire was bigger and better than all the other empires. But at the end of the dream, 
toward the end of the vision, it says that Daniel has a vision of the ancient of days. Come on, this is where this gets exciting, right? Daniel has a vision of a God that's much bigger than any man-made empire. Anything on this earth that has formed, there is a God that is bigger. There is a God that is better. There is a God that is stronger. There is a God that has more power than any man-made kingdom on earth. Any empire, it cannot compete against God and all his power. He gets this incredible vision of God, the ancient of days. Now, God is on his throne. Chapter 7 is rich in detail. It says thousands upon thousands serve him. Imagine all the angels around God, all the power that he has. This is a powerful being that Daniel sees. It's absolutely amazing. In chapter 2, it says that a stone comes and crumbles the, the statue made of four empires. In chapter 7, it's God, the Ancient of Days. And then the Son of Man comes out, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is given all glory honor and power i'm here to tell you today that if you know who has total power then you can have total peace because every empire in this world will crumble every foundation in this world will fall everything will fall down except one it's the ancient of days is the one who has all power today what are you building your life on what are you building your life on alex i've been building my life on this relationship alex i've been building my life on this career. Alex, I thought that life would be this way and it's not, so I've lost peace. Alex, I thought that life would never be like this, that, that, this, that I'll be at home with my kids and going crazy without money. What, what are you building your life on? Because nothing in this world is secure, nothing. And I think that this crisis that we're in, this pandemic that we're in, is opening up our eyes for us to understand, hey, nothing is secure. Nothing is secure. You are putting all your trust and all your faith in this one thing. Is it a stable foundation? Are you sure what your foundation is? Because each of these empires, people thought they were going to last forever. Nobody was going to take down the Babylonian empire. It fell. Oh, then nobody was going to take down the Median empire. It, it fell. Well, then came Greece and Alexander the Great taking over the ancient world by storm, like he took over, he died, and it fell. And then came the Roman Empire, the biggest empire known to man back then. And it was stronger, more lethal, and more brutal than any other empire. And people thought that the Roman Empire was going to last forever. It fell. Everything falls except for God. Everything will shake everything will crumble. Today, what are you building your life on? What are you building your foundation on? Everything will fall. Your life is not made valuable because of the money that you have. You're not worthy because of the relationship that you're in. You don't get your value, your worth, or your identity from Facebook, Instagram, or by what somebody tells you. Like, that's not who you are built. That's not who you are. Can I tell you, there's a God who says who you are. And he loves you, and he's for you, and he gives you identity. And if you rely on him, you can have true peace because, you know, he's ultimately the one with total power. Every empire, every kingdom, every career, every relationship will fall. But God will stand the test of time. In chapter 8, Daniel gets another vision. 
And it's just like the one in chapter 7, except it's depicted in another way. But it's the same thing. Again, repetition is reinforcement in the book of Daniel. He gets another dream just to represent the same thing. Hey, all these kingdoms, they're going to come falling down. And in chapter 9, he gets this incredible vision about the Son of Man. He gets this incredible vision about the Messiah that is to come. He's a powerful Messiah. And he's going to bring peace on earth. Come on, that's, that's where our security is in. That's where our trust is. That's where our faith is. And Daniel got a preview of what was to come so that it can encourage the people of his time and so that it can encourage you and I today. Again, again, we're talking big picture through this series. If you want to go and look at these visions and dreams in detail and talk about it in connect groups, let's do that. But big picture, okay, what does this tell us? Daniel chapter 7, what do we learn from this? How can this help us? And I think in Daniel chapter 7, if you understand what's happening here, if you understand the big picture, when you know who has the ultimate power, it should change how we live. It should change how we approach life. It should change how we react in our behavior in a pandemic or a crisis or when tragedy comes into our life, when something bad happens, when, when anything shakes around us. If we're on the true foundation of God, then our life should look different. How should it look? Number one, I'm going to give you three quick things and we'll finish with this. Number one, well, it produces courage in crisis. It produces courage in crisis. When you know who the ancient of days is, when you know who the son of man is, when you know that he has all glory, power, and dominion, come on, it produces courage in crisis. I have courage. Daniel was courageous, not because there was anything great in him, not because he was smart, not because he was good looking, not because of the position that they gave him. He was courageous because he understood the vision that he saw. He was able to interpret the dream to the king because he was courageous, because he knew who his God was. Daniel acts with courage all throughout the book of Daniel because his faith is on a God that's immovable. His faith is in a God that will never be shaken. Do you have courage today? Come on, it's not easy to step out in the world that we're living in. It's hard right now to have some faith. Sometimes it gets difficult. You got laid off, family separated, end up divorced, your health is affected. Like it can be easy to fall back and fall back in fear. But today as we get the big picture of this vision and we realize that God is the ultimate one and his kingdom is everlasting to everlasting. Empires have come, they've been risen and they've fallen, but there's one that will last forever. Come on, that should produce some courage in you and I. I know that God is for me and I know that this God, he won't be shaken, he won't be broken because he's a good God and he's a God full of power. When I know where that true power is, I have total peace in my life. And it helps me to step out in courage. I love what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 1. It says, the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on, somebody. Oh, the wicked, they flee and they run, but the righteous, they're as bold as a lion. Come on, I think it's time for the people of God to be bold as a lion. That when everybody is bowing down in fear, that when people are panicking because we're in a crisis, because we're in Babylon, these are crazy times. Oh, the people of God, they stand like Daniel in courage and they can speak up when asked. They know what to say because their trust is in a God that they know has all the power and his kingdom lasts 
forever. Come on, we can stand with power. I love what uh, Thomas Jefferson said. He said this, one man with boldness is the majority. One man with boldness is the majority. Right now, there's a lot of people with fear, panic, anxiety, stress, worry, fear. There's a lot of people right now that are going crazy. I wonder where the people of God are, that we can stand like leaders and say, whoa, I got boldness. I got courage. I know that we're living on unshaky ground, crazy times, but my faith is on a firm foundation. It's on the cornerstone. It's on that stone that came crumbling down, rolling down and crumbled the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, my faith, it's in the ancient of days, the one seated on the throne. My faith is in a God who will not be shaken. And when you stand with boldness, oh, you'll be the majority. People are looking for voices of faith, voices of hope. Today, God wants to, to lift you up right there where you're at. He wants to raise you up as a leader, as a man of God, as a woman of God, that you can speak with courage because you know who your God is. Winston Churchill said, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Today, maybe you failed in your life. Maybe some things have happened that you've never expected. Can I tell you, have courage to keep going because God is for you. Come on, when you can see this vision clearly, when you can understand that God has all the power, you can continue with courage. Number one, when you understand this, it produces courage in crisis. Number two, it increases faith to live. It increases faith to live. When we see God, when we understand who God is, there's something inside of us. When we know that he's the everlasting one, that everything else will crumble. All empires of this world will fall, but there's one who lasts forever. Come on, it should increase our faith to live. Are you living with faith today or are you living with fear? Is your faith in the wrong place? Is your faith on the things around you? Is your faith on the life that you've built or is it on the everlasting one? If it's on the everlasting one, then you know how this ends. Chapter 7 a lot of people say that it begins to depict the end of times. And we believe that one day there is going to be an end of time. And when the end of time comes, there's one who remains, and that's God. And the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, those of us who put our faith and our trust in Him, oh, we'll be able to stand in heaven. We'll be able to stand praising God forever and ever. Alex, when are the end times? The end times have been here. They've been here for hundreds of years. It's not time to live afraid. In fact, now it's time where faith increases so that we can live. I was watching the, the Bulls documentary that came out this week, and it's absolutely incredible. And people were wondering if they were going to win the, the championship in 1998. It was going to be their sixth ring if they did as a team, as a dynasty. A lot of us were watching it. It was amazing. Some people had their Jordans on and jerseys. It was absolutely crazy. There's all this anticipation, anticipation, and there's all this nervousness of people like, are they going to win or not? Now, now those of us who know the result, we know that they end up winning the championship in 1998. The Bulls, they come into this crazy ground Oh my God, are they going to win it? The team is going to be broken apart. All these things are happening around the team. But, but if you know how the story ends, you know that you got some peace in your soul. You're like, I, I know what's going to happen. It was crazy to see the behind the scenes. But, but at the end, oh, they win the championship again. When you know the end, it gives you faith for the beginning. Come on. When we read Daniel chapter 7, when we see what happens in 7, 8, and 9, it should give us some faith and it increases our faith to live today. I know the end, so it gives me faith for the beginning. I know what's going to happen. The ancient of days, he's the one that lasts forever, so I have faith today. 
and I can stand with him. When you have faith like that, come on, it helps us to serve others. It helps us to encourage some other people. Today, call somebody and encourage them. Come on, let's be people that live with faith. Faith is increased because we know that God is in ultimate control and he has the ultimate victory. Number one, when we understand this, it produces courage in crisis. Number two, it increases faith to live. And we'll finish with this. Number three, it brings peace under pressure. It brings peace under pressure. Today, maybe you're saying, Alex, I'm under pressure right now. Life is crazy. This pandemic has left me beside myself. Family situations are wild. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And I, and I need something. Can I tell you, when you know who God is, you have peace under pressure pressure today do you have that peace today do you know that there's a God that is for you there's a God that's with you there's a God that is on your side and when God is on your side this peace will come into your life that no matter how life gets you have peace under pressure how did Daniel have peace in Babylon how was Daniel able to stand with courage and with faith and with peace how was Daniel able to interpret the dream in chapter 2? And how was Daniel able to write and say about the vision in chapter 7, 8, and 9? Because he had peace. He had peace. He says, I know who God is. My life is not based on the foundation of where I lived. My life is not based on the foundation of the relationships that were left behind when I came into exile. Even in exile, my peace is in him. My peace is in him. I love what the psalm says in Psalm 119, verse 165. It says, great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Great peace, and nothing can make them stumble. Today, do you want to have great peace? Chapter 7, the big picture, God is the ultimate, ultimate winner. And those who are with him can have great peace and never stumble. Today, God loves you. God is for you. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your life looks like, but I know that you're not watching this by coincidence. He wants to give you courage. He wants to give you faith. And he wants to give you peace under pressure. I have peace because my peace doesn't come from this government. My peace doesn't come from what this nation gives me. My peace doesn't come from what my job gives me. Oh, I have peace in the storm because I'm from a different kingdom. I have peace in the middle of a crisis because my God, he's the true king of kings. I have peace because I know what I've seen and I know how this story ends. How can you have peace? People are losing their jobs. You lost your job. Your health has been affected. Look at your family. I have peace because I'm not from this world. My God is good and my God already has the victory. You can have peace under pressure. I think it's time right now for the people of God to have peace under pressure. Oh, let's be people of God. We're pressured on every side, tried and tested, but we got peace. Today, somebody needs peace. You're watching this. You need peace in your life. You're saying, this is I didn't think life would be like this. It looks like we're living in a movie. Even in that, you can have peace in your soul. If you're watching today and you say, Alex, that's me. How can I, how can I have that peace? Can I tell you it starts with a relationship with Jesus? If you're watching today, I want everybody to pay attention. Everybody watching. Wherever you're at, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you could stop for a moment, I want you to listen to this. If you're watching today and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm far from God. I want to tell you today, God loves you so, so much. He wants to have a relationship with you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. 
God knows everything that you've done and he loves you still. Maybe you're saying, all right, that's cool. Daniel's great, but that's not for me. No, it's for you. Alex, but you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. He loves you. He loves you so, so much. In fact, God, God allowed you to see this today. I believe because he loves you. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've done wrong. You've done wrong. Every single one. There's not one perfect person on this earth today. Every single one of us, we've done wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. We're all sinners. And the Bible says that sin, it brings death. But God loved us so, so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sin. Jesus grabbed your sin. And the Bible says that Jesus grabbed all of our sin, our shame, our guilt. He went up on a cross and Jesus died for all of humanity. Jesus died for me and for you. There on that cross at Calvary, he gave his life. He died on that cross. He died for our sins. He says, you don't have to pay for that. I'll pay it for you. If you're watching today, Jesus died for you because he loved you so, so much. He died on that cross. He went down. They put him in a grave. He was in a grave for three days. And after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. And we believe that Jesus is alive. Death cannot defeat him. Sin cannot hold him. Today, if you're watching this and you say, Alex, how can I be saved? How can I have a relationship with God? The Bible says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. If you're watching this, God loves you. Jesus died for you. He resurrected for you. You've been looking for peace. You've been looking for hope. It is only found in Jesus. Maybe you built your life on all these unstable foundations. Today, you can begin again. If you're saying, Alex, I need forgiveness for my sins. If you're saying, Alex, I need a brand new start in my life. Today, you can do that. Come on, I would love to pray for you. In fact, if you're watching today and you're saying, Alex, I want a relationship with God. I need forgiveness. I need a brand new start. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Right there, wherever you're at. Repeat this prayer with me. I'm going to say a simple prayer. I just want you to repeat it with me. All we're doing is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. Come on, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate with all those people that made decisions today. Everybody watching that made that decision today. We love you. Calvary Church is here for you, and we want to celebrate you on this brand new journey. We're on a journey with you, and it doesn't mean life is going to be perfect, but we have a relationship now with the perfect one, and he's for us, he's with us, and he's with you. Today, if you made a decision, please let us know. We would love to send you a free Bible, get in touch with you, and uh, I believe that God is for you, and he has so much for your life. Come on, the best is yet to come for you. Amen. Amen. Come on, the rest of us, I pray that this week we'll live knowing that our foundation is secure. It's not built on an empire, on a nation, on a government. It's not built on a job, on a salary, on a career. Come on, but it's built on the ancient of days. He's the cornerstone which we stand on. He's the cornerstone of chapter two, and he's the ancient of days and the son of man in chapter seven, eight, and nine. I pray that Daniel would encourage you today. I'm going to pray before we go, and I pray that God would give you courage, faith, and peace. We love you. We love you so, so much. Come on, let's pray. Right where you're at, come on, let's pray that God would fill you today. Father, I thank you so much for each and every single person that watched today. I thank you for this time together. God, I pray that we would have courage in our soul today, that because we know how the story ends, we have courage to stand, courage to speak, 
Courage to encourage and courage to help other people. God, that today we won't live in fear, anxiety, stress, worry, but today we'll step out in courage and we'll be leaders in our society, in our city, who speak on God's behalf. And we can approach people of influence because we have courage because we know our foundation. We also live with faith, God. And faith is increased when we know that God is the one that will never be shaken and his kingdom will never crumble. And we also can have peace under pressure. How are we living with such peace? Because my kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. The kingdom that I'm a part of, oh, I know how it ends. And he's the God that will rule and reign forever. So it does not matter what happens on this side. My peace comes from what I already saw on the other side. We have peace. We have peace under pressure because of who God is. God, I pray that you give people courage, faith, and peace today. God bless every single person watching. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we love each and every single one of you. We pray that you have the best week of your life. Stay in tune and make sure you're watching Calvary Miami. We're doing a lot of things during the week. And so follow us on Instagram at Calvary Miami. Church, we love you. We can't wait to see you. We're glad that you tuned in today. We pray that you have the best rest of your day. We love you so much. Take care. God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're watching and you said that prayer with Pastor Alex and you made that decision today, I want you to do something. I want you to text the word DECIDED to 33222 so that we can get to know you and send the Bible your way. This is our free gift from us to you. We want to bless your life and encourage you. And for the rest of us, we love that you hung out with us today. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. Have the best week.